Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Warriors This Week continues on 95.7 The Game. Warriors take on the Portland Trail Blazers again. Second time this week. Coming up later today here on 95.7 The Game, trying to make it Five in a row and trying to go over the 500 mark as the Warriors have won four straights, starting with that win against Brooklyn, a win against Portland, which came right down to the nub. Brandon Pajemski taking that charge late to preserve that win. And then, of course, the win over the Boston Celtics. And last night, it was the Washington Wizards that were in town and the Golden State Warriors taking care of them. And I guess it qualifies as a laugher. You'll take it. It was a double-digit win their first this year. They win by 11, but I don't know if they necessarily blew them out, but Golden State getting an opportunity to rest some of their starters, namely uh, Steph Curry, because they got the back-to-back tonight, as I mentioned, having to take on the Portland Trailblazers. Did you catch the the bucket at the very end? Ryan Rollins' buzzer beater? Important for some. It changed the spread. The Warriors didn't quite cover. Oh, it was a 10 and a half. I think it was 11 and a half. Was it 11 and a half? Yeah, I think. It was something like that. Wow. They won by 11. I think it was 11 and a half. And immediately so. people are going to see. Well, it's the Warriors. Fixed. There was a bunch of uh, Warriors on the bench. I think Gary Payton, the second, and a couple others who were obviously aware what the line was. Uh, and right when Ryan Rollins hit the three, they all started cracking up on the bench because they knew a handful, more than a handful, hundreds of people across the country watching with bated breath to make sure the Wizards didn't score a meaningless bucket at the end. But they did. Uh, and it cost the Warriors a cover. Think about it, though. Back in the day, there would only be a few snickering, and even if you know, you, you would hear announcers that were doing the play-by-play, and maybe they'd have these subtle innuendos like, ooh, <laughs> that shot meant something. Now it's out in front of everybody because everybody's embraced sports betting, ESPN for crying out loud. Even sometimes it's on the score bug. Exactly. So now you can talk about it. Now it's Now it's an entity. It's part of the NBA, and they've recognized not only that it's – you know, for good reason, not only is it part of the NBA be- for entertainment purposes, but because of the revenue stream that it provides for professional oh, yeah. sports. Hell yeah, bring it on, as the Players Union as well as the league has been able to benefit from that. So, uh, thank you, Ryan Rollins. There was a couple of Golden State Warriors, obviously, that were part of that trade with Jordan Poole. Yep. Good to see PBJ, who looks like he's getting yeah. the same sort of minutes out there. I thought PBJ could have been something, but if you're not getting run with the Washington Wizards, I, I don't I don't know who you're going to get playing time. I think Ryan Rollins has, has got some game to him. 
He had a block on one end, got the ball, raced down the floor, and had like a behind-the-back reverse layup on the other end. He's He's got some game to him. I like him. Text line, Dan, did you like seeing your favorite PBJ? Yes, I was big on PBJ. Well, listen, and thank you for, you know... For staying with me, one of my coconuts who is listening to the show, and you remember a year ago because it gets back to sort of, you know, I'm being a little tongue-in-cheek, sort of where we're at today. Because when you saw a guy at 6'10", like that at PBJ, that, that had some glimpses of he could be an impactful player, I, I was an advocate of let's see a little bit more of him. Let's see a little bit more of somebody at that big position, like that of a Trace Jackson Davis, but again, getting back to Steve Kerr, as it relates to young players, and especially if everybody's healthy, and especially if you're a team, that the mantra being, as long as the foundation is still here, it's NBA Finals and a championship or bust, and rookies, well, you might get an opportunity, but it's going to be a short leash, and you've got to play within our system. You make one mistake, let alone two, then you're getting pulled. And I'm, I'm only putting you in in certain situations, as opposed to recognizing that we are an old basketball team. And I think that's where this sort of begins and ends with me, is that when you think about the Warriors, and yes, Steph is still good, but Steph is 35 years of age. And when you think about Draymond, and you think about Clay, these guys are on the wrong side of 30. And they're just not young. While they're still good, and Clay has been much better, we'll get into Clay Thompson, who also we talked about Jonathan Kaminga, I think Clay has turned the corner as well but they're still an old basketball team. And there is nothing like youthful energy and youthful legs, and you can immediately recognize the bounce. The minute a Jonathan Kaminga is in the lineup, the minute a Trace Jackson Davis is on the floor, or Brandon Pajemski comes in, and they don't have to score a bucket, but you can just see the minute they're going up and down the floor. And while I'm saying not sit, Steph, certainly, and Draymond and Clay. But I think what Steve Kerr needed to do a lot sooner was be able to get to this party of like, hey man, this is a young man's game. And no matter how good we are, no matter how much experience we have, I need not only to infuse this youth, but this youth has to get as much time, if not more so, if I'm going to compete with the youth of that of the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are now sit atop the Western Conference and have the best record in the NBA, if I'm going to compete with OKC that's even younger than that of Minnesota, if I'm going to compete with Sacramento, a team I had to deal with in the playoffs a year ago, if I'm going to compete with just about the majority of the teams in the Western Conference, I can't just simply do it with guile and experience anymore. I need youth, and I need that energy, and I got it. It's sitting under my own nose, and I need to to exercise that and let these guys play and let them play. And if they're replacing Kevon Looney, then so be it. The sentimentality, as I always talk about, and the, the connectivity and the emotional attachment you have to these players, check that at the door, brother, because if this is all about winning, well then, you know, next, who's up? <laughs> who's up next? And right now, this youth movement, but getting back to the youth, as much as we like them right now, you talked about it, and I'll put it back on you. Pajemski, Trace Jackson, Davis, I'll throw Kaminga and Moody. Who do you think, whose game right now would you be more secure in or do you think translates the most or the most effectively when you're talking about big-time basketball in the playoffs? Big-time basketball in the playoffs. The, the consistent effort, the consistent 
play style and the the consistent kind of impact that I think those three can have, I think Brandon Pajemski is the easiest to kind of predict or project moving forward. Because you know the baseline, what you're going to get from him every single time he steps on the floor. There there will be nights where he goes 2 of 11 from the three-point line, uh, or from the field in general. Uh, He did that. I think it was the Clippers game uh, a couple or 10 days ago now, whenever that was, when he just could not hit a shot. But he was still one of the Warriors' most important, best players, most impactful players on the floor that night because he got seven rebounds, and four of them were offensive rebounds. And he got a steal, and he drew two charges. Like... And that sort of thing is what you need in the playoffs. You need someone to be able to do the dirty work. It's what made Draymond Green so good for so long, so impactful. And it's why he's still really good when he's on the floor, because he does all of those small things. And he consistently makes the right basketball decision when the ball is in his hands. And you, Brandon Pajemski is sort of, I think, in that same vein. Uh, so if I'm... If we're talking about guys who I'm most confident in of that group of three, Pajemski, Trace Jackson Davis, and Jonathan Kaminga, guys that I'm most confident will have a positive impact on the Warriors in a potential postseason game, in a potential postseason series, and really, for that matter, just the rest of the regular season, I'm the most confident that Pajemski's impact will stay. I think the others will likely fluctuate more, and there will be games, there will be nights where, say, Kaminga blows Pajemski's um, contribution out of the water because he just has that incredibly high ceiling, and when everything is clicking for him, he looks like he could be a star in this league. But then he'll also have those games where kind of the pendulum swings back the other way, right? Even if something has indeed, you know, he's figured something out. Even if something has indeed changed for him, he's flipped the switch, things make sense to him now. There will still be games where he struggles. Uh, and I, I think for that reason, his impact is a little more difficult to lean on and to bank on. But for Pajemski, rest of the regular season in a potential postseason series, he seems to be a guy built for those sort of gritty, grimy moments because that's the kind of game that he plays. Let me just take you back to a year ago. and Let's just cut to the chase here. Let's just pretend it's the postseason, okay? And as much as we're in love with the kids and this youth movement, let's say they get even better and more confident as the season goes along. And the Golden State Warriors, as bad as it's been, right now as a 500 team, you're only you're less than four games out of like the number three seed or the number four seed. So you're just you're. It's still so early, and that's the understatement of the year. Let's go and just fast forward to the to the postseason. But better yet, let me take you back to last year. And remember what it is that the Los Angeles Lakers did to the Golden State Warriors. They basically blitzed Steph every time he crossed the timeline. They just said, we're taking the ball out of your hands. We don't believe there's, we don't believe there's anybody else on this team that can hurt us. And, and they were right, because Clay and Poole couldn't hit anything. And Clay Thompson, as you talked about, wasn't the Clay Thompson he was in January and February, which were historic. Again, this year, if I'm going to jump and I'm just going to blitz and get after and double, if not triple team, your best player and dare you to beat me with somebody else, are you relying on Andrew Wiggins? No, can't, can't say I am right now. Who is that second? And I would argue there's got to be at least a third option. So as much as we like Pajemski and he can take the charges, but is he going to give you that 
18 to 25 that you're looking for? Not most nights. Who is going to be, when you get to the postseason, and I'm taking away Steph because everything gets strategic at that level and every possession is that much more important, Who's gonna, who is it that's going to be number two in line that's going to give you points? And forget about the defense. I'm just talking about filling it up. Uh, of the youngsters? Is that who you're talking about? Anybody, or anybody? Oh, it's got to be Clay. Well, okay, but, but, but say Clay again is... It's got to be Clay. I agree with if you. If it's not Clay, the Warriors have an issue unless Jonathan Kaminga takes a giant leap forward. And this is who he actually is, and he's consistent. And I guess that was my point. So, okay, Clay, yes, has got to be number two. But again, when you think about the postseason a year ago, he was inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And that's the one issue I think we, a lot of people have with him at this juncture is that he can do it. But can he be consistent, not just you know a late starter yeah. and have a good December and January and February, but can he close as well? So... All right, let's just keep it to the kids. Who is it that's going to give you the consistent scoring out of the young players? Because that's what you're really looking for when it comes to the postseason. It's who's going to score the basketball not named Steph Curry. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's probably going to have to be Jonathan Gaminga. You don't have a ton of other options, right? Uh, I mean, he's going to get more consistent minutes than Trace Jackson Davis, I would imagine, moving forward. Uh, and he fits the profile of a scorer more than any of the other youngsters. Uh I mean, if you were to handicap who's most likely to score in double figures any given night, uh, Jonathan Kaminga, I'm sure, would be the betting favorite in terms of the youngsters. Can you rely on it in the postseason? I don't know. Well, I'd argue, first of all, the Warriors got to get there. Not a certain thing either at this point. Um, but if Jonathan Kaminga gets to a point, Dan, where when that happens, when an opponent tries to take Stephen Curry out of the game uh, and they limit him to... 14 points instead of his normal, like, 28. They limit him to 14, and he only gets up seven shots for an entire game because they're doubling him, they're sending three his way at half court, and they're just getting the ball out of his hands. Uh, and say Clay Thompson isn't on fire, but he gives you your normal 22. You get that from Clay. You're still going to need something else from someone else. I think Jonathan Gaminga, assuming that Andrew Wiggins... I mean, there's a lot of things that have to go wrong for it to get to the point where you need 25 from Jonathan Kaminga. Um, but if it does get to that point of the youngsters, Dan, he is the guy who is going to have to, to step up in terms of the scoring. But that's not really who he is either. That's not his kind of game. He's not the guy that's going to go out there and get you 25 every single night or close to every single night. He's not going to get you 15 every single night. He's not a consistent enough shooter at the moment to do that. But he can beat defenses in different ways and especially the the kind of moment that you're talking about when defenses send two at Clay, or two at Steph at half court and you've suddenly got a four on three the other way who is it that takes advantage of that it's the athletic slashers and that's what Jonathan Kaminga is if defenses do that against Steph I do think there is an avenue for Jonathan Kaminga to terrorize opponents in the paint with his quickness and his athleticism uh, so that would be my answer um but it would kind of be a last resort because you'd hope that Clay figures it out, which he has at the moment, and you hope that he continues doing that, and you would hope that Andrew Wiggins gets back to what he was in the 2022 postseason when he was your second-best player all postseason. Ideally, you want Clay Thompson to be Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins to be Andrew Wiggins of two years ago when he was the second-best player in the NBA championship in that win against the Boston Celtics. And to your point, 
if Jonathan Kaminga continues to play and cracks the starting lineup, that this is a new Jonathan Kaminga. Maybe he replaces Jordan Poole as being that that third wheel or that other guy that can now score the basketball that's not named Steph, Clay, or Andrew Wiggins when you get to the postseason. Maybe his confidence builds and he becomes an 18 to 20 point a night score. I mean, that certainly can happen. And what do you think about Jonathan Kaminga? Because I wanted to touch on this, is that I heard so many people handicapping the Golden State Warriors over the last month and certainly over the last week in between Warriors this week from last Saturday to this Saturday. And a lot of people are like, well, you know, this is a team that, you know, they're going to get to the playoffs, but this is where they're going to be as as far as a seed. Or, you know, I don't know if this team has enough to win it this year. This team certainly needs to trade for another piece. So, so many people are certain. And I'm talking about people that I, you know, I entrust and listen to their their takes or their 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 views, a perspective on the Golden State Warriors, because it comes with a level of credibility. But what jumps out at me, when you think about this year's Golden State Warrior basketball team, as opposed to years past, how the hell do you know? How can anybody, with any level of sort of making uh, educational guess and or sort of handicap the Golden State Warriors this year and saying, well, this is the sort of team they are, when you're this reliant on kids, can you really tell me who Brandon Pajemski is or what he's going to mean to this basketball team going forward? Do you really have any idea where Trace Jackson is going with his career and in his first year? What this can do in terms of unlocking, you know, Kaminga, unlocking some of the veterans, how all of this, which has never been seen before, I'm telling you, Trace Jackson Davis's emergence is is huge when you're talking about the Golden State Warriors and where this team potentially could go this year. Now they're suddenly a big team, Mark. (laughs) Suddenly now you got Sarich out there and you got Trace Jackson Davis out there, and it's not weird. It's like we got you got two bigs out there, but two (laughs) bigs who can extend defensively. So there's no compromise on that end. And then offensively, you're not losing anything because they don't got to sit in the corner because they can't do anything. No, you got pick and roll. With Trace Jackson Davis, you can put him in the dunker spot. Sarge can step out and give you the threes or put it on the deck for a big. Suddenly you got two. Now you're a big basketball team, and you're effective, and you're like, holy, wait, this is the Warriors? I thought the Warriors were always five out. Like, who the hell is this team? There are things that are changing in front of our very eyes with the Golden State Warriors because of these kids. So I think more than any other team in the Western Conference, when you're talking about the Golden State Warriors this year, while it's always been easy in the past, while you got Steph and you got Draymond, you got Clay, and you got Wiggins, and you guys are healthy, you're going to win an NBA championship, and they would. This year, I would say it's much more difficult when you're talking about an unknown component and an unknown X factor and quantity here, and that's this, this young, youthful talent that is not just a side note, but now is becoming an integral part of the Golden State Warriors going forward. Yeah, I mean, and it's such a difference from last year for Golden State. I mean, do you remember what was going on last year at this time for the Golden State Warriors? Obviously, there were issues and struggles, and that was really the case all season. And there was kind of the awkwardness about Draymond Green and Jordan Poole all season long. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about guys who were consistently getting playing time. And this was over Moses Moody. This was over Jonathan Kaminga. You remember Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb? <laughs> Those guys were getting consistent minutes. It got 
to a point towards the end of the regular season when the Warriors were having to watch the number of games that they played because they were on two-way deals and the rules are such that you can't you can only play those two-way guys X number of games and then they're unavailable for postseason or whatever the case is like you have to limit the number of games that they play you were playing two-way guys the maximum that you could possibly play those guys over Jonathan Kaminga over Moses Moody if that's not a referendum on what those players were last year then I don't know what the hell is and it's entirely different this season yeah Corey Joseph is playing some and you got some minutes at the end of last night for Usman Garuba a two-way guy and Jerome Robinson a two-way guy but no, those guys aren't sniffing the floor over Kaminga and Moody and Pajemski and Trace Jackson Davis. Those four, Kaminga, Moody, Trace Jackson Davis, uh, and Pajemski, are getting the minutes ahead of all of those other guys at the end of the bench. And that's not like a major huzzah, congratulations, Steve Kerr, making the right decision, because it's clearly the obvious decision. But when you compare it to what was going on last year with this team, Dan... Either it's uh, you know a major knock against Steve Kerr for not recognizing it in these guys last season, or it's these guys have taken a gigantic step forward, and they're the reason why this feels like a transformative year for the Golden State Warriors. Because they weren't getting playing time over two-way guys last year, and now they're leading the charge for a team that is down one of their core three, was looking for answers at every single avenue they possibly could a week ago, and now they've ripped off four consecutive wins and are favored big time to win a fifth consecutive game. Things have changed changed a ton and to your point it's because of this exciting uh youthful energy and exuberance that those four guys are bringing text line really quick 510 shout out trace just needs to learn the sky hook hey i'm a, <laughs> i'm a big fan of the hook shot brandon pajensi's got the hook did you shot. see that last night yeah he yeah. breaks it out like once a game sometimes he misses I listen but. man i know it's outdated but it's still the unblockable shot I mean, even if, even if you're six foot three, like Pajemski, he's he's throwing up that hook in the lane. You show me somebody who can block a hook shot, but people just don't. It's not in vogue. It ain't crossing over. It's not euro stepping. It's not stepping out and hitting a three. I know it ain't cool, but you you develop. If I had a kid tomorrow, right, hmm. and this and little Danny Junior, well, you're gonna go through some struggles in life, young fella. But if you grow <laughs> up to be seven feet tall. We're going to be in the driveway, and you're going to learn how to shoot that hook shot on your nerf at age three, young man. Because that, that ain't no one's stopping that. There's no you'll play forever. So yeah, I know it was you're having fun at my expense, shoot the hook shot. But yeah, Trace Jackson Davis, if he was developed that, uh, that would certainly be would be something else. To your point, just getting back to the youth and getting back to the bench. Their bench was so bad a year ago. Oh my God. But now it's so good this year. Grant, do they have... Is it too good? Is it... They're, they're 12 deep now. Well, that's something that's... Every time Steve Kerr is asked about rotations and why isn't so-and-so getting more minutes, he just simply says, well, it's a math problem. Right. I only have so many minutes to give out. And Steve Kerr has been a guy who doesn't usually like to play 10. Rarely would he play consistent 9. He likes to play 8, 9 guys. 
because he likes to keep the rhythm and you don't want to experiment with too many different lineups because you know you get lineups that have rarely played with each other and that generally does not lead to great results so he's always been i think on more of the of the conservative side uh more aggressively leaning into a smaller group is what he did but this this lineup to your point i think is deeper than most of his other rosters and then you also add in the fact that his main group is getting up there in age, so it's kind of a two-pronged, um, I don't know, result for Steve Kerr. One, we have depth and talent that deserves to see the floor, but two, uh, that would also help because we have 35-year-olds, 33-year-olds that maybe can't play as many minutes as they once could. All right, we continue here on Warriors this week. It's that time. Yeah, you didn't think I was going to go through an entire show with the Wizards coming to town and not talk about Uh Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole was back. Robin, where are you? The phone line, we have a few few lines that are open, but we're opening it up, 888-957-9570. Yeah, gloves are off. I know I should take a high road, right? Just, hey, listen, he contributed to a Warriors championship. He was in town for a night. Just enjoy it, Dan. Uh Uh-uh. You got the wrong guy. We're going to talk about Jordan Poole and his return to the Golden State Warriors. We roll along. Warriors Live. It's Mark Granny and Dan Avon. We'll be back right after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now back to Warriors this week on 95.7 The Game. Warriors winners last night over the Washington Wizards. They make it four straight, looking to make it five in a row tonight. And they do battle once again with the Portland Trail Blazers, who have not been a good team, but have played a little bit better of late. Certainly gave the Warriors all they could handle the last time the two teams met, which was last week out of the Pacific Northwest. Same two teams to get after it. All the action heard right here on 95-7 the game. Really quick on the text line, uh, <laughs> 5-1-0. My reference to Jordan Poole, the MPF is back. Yes, he is. Most punchable face. Come on, though. It's the <laughs> holiday spirit for crying out loud, 510. 
I do want to, yes, uh, I got to give my shout out to 5 0. Let Clay Jacket, Clay is back. Let Clay Jacket, thank you very much. <laughs> so, 5 0 also is on the text line. We don't need Green to come back. Listen, I would say this about Draymond Green. Now, I know you've won a couple of games against teams that have been very good, aside from that, against the Boston Celtics, which I would argue is their most impressive win on the year. But Draymond Green, let's make no mistake makes his team a much better basketball squad. And with him, along with the maturity of some of the youth, is only going to make the Warriors that much better going forward. Well, I could kind of feel this conversation coming from members of the fan base. And we didn't quite get to it last weekend because I don't think we expected that this team was going to be 4-0. and uh, 3-1 and was certainly possible uh, considering who the opponents were. Um, but with all the, the positive energy around the team right now and how smooth it's felt and at how happy and joyful it's been on the court, which really, like, for the first time, it's, it's felt that way in a while for the Warriors. And that was kind of their calling card, right? Like, I mean, one of the, one of the, the phrases, the mottos is what? Like, joy in buckets? And, like, it, the whole, everything about Steph is that he plays with just the, the most amount of joy that any basketball player has ever played with. Like it's it's just kind of what makes the Warriors the Warriors, and a big part of it is because of Stephen Curry. But that joy hasn't quite been there uh, a lot lately, and I think a lot of Warriors fans blame that on all of the extra stuff with Draymond Green. Last year it was Draymond Green and Jordan Poole, who I know you want to talk about a little bit as he made his return yesterday. Um but with this success and with the relative lack of drama from the outside as Draymond Green has now been removed from the team, and by the way, something that was kind of just swept under the rug, Steve Kerr, when Draymond Green was first suspended indefinitely, said he'll be around the team, he'll be at every practice, he'll still be with us, he just can't be there on game days. He has not been at practices, he's been away from the team, now maybe that will change moving forward. He's taken some time to himself, uh, which certainly... You know, do gotta do what you gotta do, Draymond. I'm not saying like that's a bad thing, but he's been away from the team entirely since the indefinite suspension. Maybe something has changed the last couple of days. I don't know, but as of last update from Steve Kerr, he's not been with the team. But with this positive on court change for the Golden State Warriors leading to these four wins, there's going to be a portion of the fan base that that doesn't follow your logic and says, well, if you're this good without Draymond Green, add Draymond, you're going to be that much better, right? Because he's still a good basketball player. I agree, he's still a very good basketball player. But there's also going to be a portion of the fan base who says, well, you were struggling with him, he leaves, and now you, you win four games in a row. And if this continues for the next, who knows how long, two, three months that he misses, two, three weeks or a month that he misses, and that continues, and the Warriors are seven games over five hundred when he comes back, uh, there's going to be a portion of the fan base that says, well, he was the problem. You were great without him. You struggled with him. Why would you want to bring him back and put him into this... Uh, situation that is currently working. So I think the logic agrees with you, but there's kind of the emotional side of things that might lead a number of Warrior fans to think, we don't want or need Draymond back because we're playing so well without him. I would say this. Just stay with me. It's Game 7. You're in the semifinals of the playoffs. Pick the team. Denver. And you're on the road. It's at Denver. It's fourth quarter. 
Denver's going nuts. You're down five. And I mean, <laughs> it is about as hostile of an environment that you're going to play in. And it's the playoffs. Now, while you may have to get some adult diapers for Pajemski and Trace Jackson Davis and company, you're going to want Draymond Green. You're just going to want him for the big moments for a guy who's been there and just carries that big stick when it comes to, I got everybody's back, and I'll D up, I'll shut somebody down, I'll, I'll make that big play that's going to turn the tide. He is still... He still has that. He still has the ability to be the best defender. Now, look at the best case scenario here is that because Steve Kerr is slow to warming or recognizing some of the talent because of his absence, Jonathan Kaminga's got a chance to be a, a star and a starter. And what has that done for his development as well as Chase Jackson Davis? I mean, it's had a trickle down effect. So it's accelerated the play and the confidence of some of these youngsters that the, the only outcome of this is a positive one, and that is Draymond comes back, and yes, he's going to be in the starting lineup. I think, if anybody, it's Kevon Looney now that becomes expendable. Mm. But Draymond makes you a better team. It's the reason why they re-signed him. Now, look, I, I get it. Draymond, hopefully, whatever the hell you are, <laughs> whoever's couch you're sitting on, you're getting some of these demons out. Uh, you're still going to be the same guy, but, it, but if he can just play nice with the other kids until the end of this year, he'll be fine. But Make no mistake, Draymond makes you a better team. And with Draymond and now this youth movement that only gets more experienced and more confidence with his absence, now the Warriors become really viable. Phone lines, 888-957-9570. Let's, uh, oh, we just, we just lose him? We're going to get out to Roy. Roy, call us back. And some of the other callers, hang in there. We'll get back out to you. But to my point, I think Draymond, again, is still an integral part of the success of this basketball team. Well, he's still a very good basketball player, that's for sure. But I, I, I don't think it's as simple as just assuming that what he brings on the court anymore is the only factor to, to think about. Because there is other things to consider. There are other things to consider. And, I mean, Steve Kerr said, quote, this is tiring and exhausting dealing with this sort of thing. It doesn't feel tiring and exhausting now because you're not dealing with it. He's away from the team. And, I mean, it's it's sort of what made the Jordan Poole reunion yesterday, last night, so nice. I mean, whatever you think about Jordan Poole, if you think he was a good basketball player, a bad basketball player, if he was important on the championship run or not, like, there are members of that Warriors team and the Warriors front office and the Warriors family who really, really like Jordan Poole, and they put on a nice show for him with the welcome home video, and there was hugs exchanged. The way that he hugged Kavon Looney, it's like they were brothers seeing each other for the first time in years, and they're both Milwaukee area kids. They jersey swapped after the game. Uh, there are members of this Warriors team that still really, really like Jordan Poole, despite the the on-court issues and despite all of that. um, And I think it was just a reminder of how how nice it was last night, Dan. I think serves as a reminder of how awkward it would have been if Draymond Green was there. Uh, I mean, how how would that have felt last night if Draymond Green, the guy who punched him more than a year ago, is part of the welcoming party at Chase Center. It probably would have felt a lot like last year after he punched him and the two had to be on the same team, on the same plane, the same bus. It would have been weird. Awkward, but that's awkward. That's Draymond, right? He he makes things awkward when you unload on dudes. 
<laughs> and when you punch a guy in the grill, yeah, you can live in that moment and release the anger. But afterwards, when you, which certainly something you don't take into account that you got to be a team and put everything together, it's going to be someone had to go. And the Warriors, of course, made that someone, made their decision when the someone that had to pack their bags was one Jordan Poole. I want to get into Jordan Poole. Yes, the wrath is coming. But let's open up the phone lines at 888-957-9570. Let's get to one of our favorites, Gene in Oakland, hanging out. Gene, what's on your mind, buddy? Hey, guys. Uh, first of all, happy holidays, in case I forget here. Um, all right, so look, anyone that thinks that we have even a ghost of a chance of getting to a championship this year without Draymond is kidding himself. All right, it's the same old... Same old story. I mean, you, you, you're disregarding what this guy means, uh, first of all, as a defender, all right? We're winning these games now because we're outscoring opponents, but our defense has been, you know, pretty weak. So uh, we're going to need him. We're going to need him, especially down the stretch. We're going to need him down the stretch in games because that's where he shines. Um, and, you know, look, Draymond's Draymond. We're going to have to deal with some of the antics for the rest of the year, for the rest of his career. But without him, we don't have a shot. Good job, Gene, and I agree with you. Listen, it's one thing to be playing the Wizards on a Friday night at home and winning by double digits. It's a whole other thing being on the road in the playoffs against Memphis and not having Draymond Green. Draymond Green's a winner. And Draymond Green translates to everything that the Warriors are trying to accomplish defensively, in energy he brings to this team offensively. And if you can, I know it's tough because the last taste in our mouth we have of Draymond is not good. But Draymond Green, when he's playing basketball and everything else aside, he has to be on that team if you want to get back to the playoffs and certainly if you want to win another championship. So let me ask you this then, Dan. So say Draymond's back. Okay, and he's playing fine. You know, he's he's not not doing anything absolutely crazy, but he's just normal Draymond, like similar to Draymond from earlier this year, which is good. Still, you and I both agree with that. When he's been on the court, he's been good. Uh, before his suspension, his second suspension, I'd argue the second best Warrior player this season, one available on the court. So he's having a, a fine on court season. But say you you continue to get progression from Jonathan Kaminga. Not saying he's scoring twenty four points every single night, but he's progressing, and Pajemski stays Pajemski. And Trace Jackson Davis is, you know, every time he's out there, he's doing something positive for you. So what is, I don't care about the starting lineup. What's the Warriors closing lineup? Who are are you going to? Who is Draymond Green replacing? Who are you replacing Draymond Green with? Is he still good enough to be in that closing lineup? If... If we both agree, and we do, that Draymond Green is still good enough to help this team win... I mean, who is he taking those minutes away from? I don't think you can find an easy answer that anyone on the any Warrior fans, anyone listening right now to Warriors this week, will be happy with that answer because everyone is playing so well. I think the way to address that question is to turn it around and who is going to take the minutes away from Draymond Green. So Draymond Green, you would want in those closing minutes, right? I think for everybody else... As we, and this is a good problem to have, by the way. When you're talking about Trace Jackson Davis and Brandon Pajemski and some of the kids, I think they have to earn those minutes. And what I mean, earn the minutes throughout the course of a game. If they're going well, and if they've got it going, 
then you're going to stay with Trace Jackson Davis and Brandon Pajemski. And this is why I'm not a head coach, and Steve Kerr has got to figure those things out. But I think it's, it's somewhat cemented that Draymond's in that lineup, and I think everybody else has to earn those closing minutes. Let's get back out to the phone lines. Off to San Francisco in the 415. It's Rama on a Saturday in Wars this week. Rama, welcome aboard. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me on. I, I just, I just wanted to to jump into the conversation here. Uh, you know, Draymond coming back lineups. Uh, you know, in my opinion, I, I really think that this opportunity that uh, Draymond's ab- absence has given to Kaminga has really helped the the Warriors out. You know, a, a whole lot. And, and finally getting some return on investment on that number seven overall pick that we used on him a few years ago. He hasn't really had the opportunity to shine, you know, given uh, Steve Kerr's rotations and, and reluctancy to play play youth. But uh, I, I think that, you know, it's kind of been the perfect storm. Wiggins underperforming, Draymond being suspended indefinitely, and Kevon Looney not really producing. You need some help in the front court, and he's given that to us in spades. Uh, I, I'd like to see, you know, if Draymond does come back, a lineup where where Kaminga stays stays in the rotation, you know, as a starter. But that brings the question: Is what do you do with the thirty million dollar man and Andrew Wiggins coming off the bench? It's going to be some tough decisions coming up, you know. If the, if if the Warriors keep winning and Kaminga keeps producing at the level he's been producing at, what do you do with with, with Andrew Wiggins? And um, that's what I'm really interested in. I want to hear you guys' take on that. That's a good question, Rama, uh, and that's I think the one that's most difficult to answer because uh, one, I think Andrew Wiggins is the the starter. I mean. We're not really including Kevon Looney in this, um, but he's the starter who hasn't really proven that he's gotten over those early season struggles. He's been better lately. You know, he didn't play last game, um, but he also is playing the position that a couple of your youngsters plays. And, I mean, it's Brandon Pajemski that's starting over him right now. Pajemski's more of a two than a three, but it's Pajemski starting for him. And then you also have Moses Moody, who can slide into the three spot. And in a pinch, Jonathan Kaminga can be the three as well. Although Steve Kerr likes to play Kaminga more as the four, a small ball four, as opposed to a three, which would be his more generic position in a, in a normal NBA. But in today's NBA, he's more of a four. At least that's what Steve Kerr's preference is. Uh, so... I think handling the the Wiggins situation is the most, I don't think pressing is the right word, but it's the, it's the most difficult one for the Warriors right now because Clay's bounced back. He's entrenched into the starting lineup. Uh, you have the Draymond Green question coming at some point, but as of right now, the question, the biggest one, is Andrew Wiggins, and I'm seeing nothing at this point that would make the Warriors want to take you know, Wiggins and put him back into the starting lineup, Dan. Not that he's been terrible. I think he's been better in a in a lesser role. He's 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 been playing better basketball. He's making more shots. He's seeming to be a little bit more involved in spurts. Uh the effort is better. The rebounding numbers are better. Uh he's cutting to the hoop a little bit more. He's making some of his classic, you know, post up turnaround five foot little push shots, which is what he was so good at in twenty twenty two to help the Warriors win a championship. Um 
I think the Warriors will continue to peach to preach patience with Andrew Wiggins, Dan, uh, but they're in absolutely no rush to take Pajemski out of the starting lineup, to take Jonathan Kaminga out of the starting lineup, and insert Wiggins at this point. I think it's going to, if Wiggins goes back into the starting lineup, it's going to be a situation where he has played lights out for a long time, and he not only uh, you know surpasses one of those others, but I feel like he has to... He has to lap him, do it consistently for a while before he regains that trust to be put back into the starting lineup. He has to play well because unlike last year or the beginning of this year, if he continues on this trend, he won't play at all because they have other options. Because now, because of the emergence of the youth, they can go in another direction. And he understands that more than anybody being now replaced in the starting lineup. Back to the phone lines at 888 Just give me Al hanging out in San Francisco. Al, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, how you doing, man? Thank you guys for getting me on. Uh, I just want to touch on the Draymond Green thing. Uh, you're saying that uh, these, uh, these young guys need to earn their minutes. I think they have earned more, more than their minutes. They earn a starting role because... Uh, you know, if Green comes back and, uh, you know, and doesn't play and they're only going to start him because of his, uh, you know, he's a superstar and he won all these championships, that's unfair to the players uh, who are starting now and are winning now. So I think, uh, you know, Green's just going to have to take it as it is and just sit out and let these youngsters uh, play. They're on a winning streak. So, you know, and, you know, Green is – you know, he'll, he'll always be uh, Draymond Green. So, you know, I think, he, you know, he should be sit out and let the youngsters play if they're still doing good. They're coming up, and they're getting better with each game. So, you know, uh, I give my flowers to these young players. Thank you. Job, Al. I agree with you. I'm on the same boat as you. Listen, you don't start in the NBA. I'm one that's – I check that emotional baggage at the door, man. And I harp on Steve Kerr about this. But Draymond Green isn't starting because of what he's done in the past. He didn't sign that extension a year ago because of his resume in the past. It's about what he's doing right now. If you can still contribute and be that guy, you'll get a contract and you'll continue to play for us. Which is why I think he starts because he's still an effective basketball player and the best defender they have. I think that might be applicable to Kevon Looney. The Kevon Looney, look at, you can't rely on your past, brother. It's where you at right now. And with this team and the emergence of the youth, if you're not that guy, well, as much as we like you, and I know you're the nicest dude in the room, you're going to get passed over. Let's get out to San Mateo. I want to steal Joe, or it's a steel toe. What's up, Steel? How are you today? Uh, thank you, fellas. Yeah, I, I uh, love the Warriors. I think they're doing great. And I, I do agree with you guys that um, when Draymond does come back, he slowly has to come off the bench. But eventually he has to be the starter because this is still um, Stephen Curry's team. You know what I mean? It's uh, It still has to be like a uh, facilitating team. And Jonathan Kaminga still doesn't know how to facilitate. I mean, that's why... Even though he's in the starting position, that's why Pajemski took the starting job because he's a facilitator. He always got to have somebody that could find Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. And I, I think eventually when we're nearing the playoffs, I think it's got to be the main three uh, with Draymond, Clay, and Steph. 
with the uh, rookies. Uh, I, I can't wait till Draymond comes back and, and see him play with um, the Jackson Davis and Curry. I mean, he can pick back and forth, hitting three guys for threes or lob dunks, but that's what I'm waiting for. Thank you. Well, you hit it, man. Think about that. What does Draymond like to do? He likes to puncture that defense, and the minute they collapse on him, throw that lob to the dunker spot. He got JaVel McGee paid doing that. He he throws that lob better than anybody on the Warriors team, and now, since he's left, he's got a new toy by the name of Trace Jackson Davis. Can you imagine those two getting after it? you got to think of this in a positive light with Draymond coming back. This isn't a deterrent. <laughs> He's, he's not going to punch everybody he plays every night and drag this team down. He makes the Warriors better. And what makes the Warriors better is now, with Draymond's return, he's got some new kids to play with that are effective basketball players. And this is going to make the team only better going forward. Phone lines are jammed up. Let's, uh, let's sneak another one in. Let's sneak a couple in before we get to a break, Mark. Oh, it's our man. D, where you been? Let's get out to the nation's capital. D in D.C. What's up, my man? What's going on, Devon? What's going on? How you been? I've been good, bro. I've been good. Ready for ready for the holidays. It's all. Getting ready to go to, to Canada for, for a couple of days. But, yeah, um, my calls, my call today is, 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 is uh, to, to show some support for Drake. To be honest with you, man, his absence has been great for the Warriors, to be honest. However, going forward, we need his presence on the defensive side of the ball. We need his, his, his ability to push, the, push the pace. Because right now, the Warriors are playing like an old team, man. Minus Dre, you can tell that the, 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 the pace is too slow, right? And yes, it is good to have a slow pace going into the, the, the playoffs. But overall, this is not truly Warriors basketball. I think we'll be at our best with Draymond in the, in, in the lineup, either as a starter or in the lineup, you know what I mean, the finishing lineup. But, but most of all, I think the one player that's going to benefit the most from having Dre around will be Trace Jackson. Man, what a revelation this kid is, man. I cannot believe Kerr has been so criminal by not using that kid. This is, this is, he's the guy that we needed. The guy that I've been calling for for the last two years. Six, seven, six, eight guy who can fly and who can, who can actually play uh, above the rim and play with a heavy basketball. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, um, I think we're going to be all right, man. We just need to get rid of, rid of um, Wiggins. Wiggins and a couple of players, and, and, and replace him with replace um, replace Wiggins with a guy who can finish, a guy who is a true finisher. You know what I mean? Like like a guy who can create and make 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 plays for himself. That's all I got, man. Thanks, D. Strong as always. Let's just wrap up this segment with Scott and Berkeley. Scott, it's you. Go ahead. How you doing, fellas? Well. Yeah, I guess because the one thing in the in the whole thing with this discussion about Draymond, and I think we need to be we need to be reminded of this. It's not going to be the Warriors' call as to when he comes back. It's going to be the league's call as to when he's he's cleared and he's ready to play. Uh, it, and when he comes back, I think he's got 
he's probably more a finisher than a starter. I mean, the starter, the starter role is, I won't call it irrelevant because what we've gotten out of JK and out of Pajemski has been relevatory to this point. I mean, you know, I mean, when the, when the suspension came down, you know, the talking heads on TV were all going, oh, the Warriors are in trouble and everything else. And, you know, we enter tonight at the team enters tonight at 14 and 14. So something must have gone right. And the thing, you know, I have to say, I have to give, I have to say this about BP. BP reminds me of Sarunas Marcellonis. Mm. He's not, he's not as strong as he was. I mean, you have to remember when Marcellonis got his hands on the ball, nobody was going to be able to take it out of those hands. But in terms of activity, because it's like sometimes, sometimes with Brandon, it's the thing of, you know, it may not be right or, and it may, or it may be something off different. But for some reason, the guy is getting what three offensive rebounds a game. He shows up, you know, and he's it's just the pure activity with him at this point. That's what, and I and I and I have to admit, I love it going forward. You know, I mean, we won't know anything until. I don't think until February, maybe at the beginning of March, as to where where they're going to be at positionally toward the playing or the playoffs. But this is a, it's it's an interesting situation for me to watch now again. And and actually, again, the good thing about last night was that last night was really much more of kind of the game that we've been used to over the last over the last decade, where they put it on the Wizards in the third quarter. And everything was pretty much done, but done early in the fourth. Scott, that was really good knowledge. We got to get to a break, but yeah, shout out to Sarunas Marcellonis, and there is some parallels there. When you think about back in the day, it was Donnie Nelson who had that pipeline to Europe. Mm. Remember that? And he was the only guy doing it at the time. Now everybody from Europe, Victor Wembanyama, come on down. But back in the day, Donnie Nelson, maybe a handful, were recruiting those sort of players. Yeah, I mean. That's a pretty good co- comparison, and I'm sure Pajemski's happy about that. If he could turn into Serenus Marcellonis, I mean, my God, the Warriors would have struck gold. Um, we can talk about that on the other side. I also think there's a reason why the Warriors don't want to continue changing their starting lineups, and I, I think we can point to a certain player's play as a reason for that as well. Let's talk about that when we continue. It's Warriors Live with Mark Granny and Dan Avon. We're back at 95.7 The Game after this quick timeout. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.